Welcome to the Queen City Church Podcast. We're so excited that you decided to join us, and we wanted to personally welcome you. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our goal is that this message will encourage you and give you practical steps for a relationship with God that keep getting better and better. Enjoy the message. We're in week two of a series called The God I Never Knew, and it's a series all about the Holy Spirit. And we're calling this series The God I Never Knew because that really was my story. See, I grew up in church, and I grew up in a church where we talked a lot about God, and we talked a lot about Jesus, but we didn't really talk about Holy Spirit, the part of God that lives on the inside of us as believers. And so for the majority of my life, the Holy Spirit was truly the God I never knew. And here's, listen, I don't want that to be your story. I really don't. I don't want that to be your story. In fact, my prayer for this series is that for our church, for our community, for you as an individual, that that we all learn who the Holy Spirit is and what he wants to do in and through us and why life is so much better. I'm talking about so much better when he's a part of our everyday life. And so last week, We kicked off this series by talking about the person of the Holy Spirit, that it's so important for you and I to understand that he is not an it, that he is a person. And the reason why that is so important is because if you don't see him as a person, you will never have a personal relationship with him. And there's so many amazing benefits and perks of having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so for the next couple weeks in this series, we're going to talk about a few of those benefits of having a relationship, having a friendship, how literally having a relationship and a friendship with the Holy Spirit can change your life. And I'm so excited about this. And so last, last week, that's what we talked about, the person of the Holy Spirit. And this week, if you're taking notes, which I hope you are, uh, write, write this down. We're going to be, I'm so excited today to talk about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Shocker. Uh, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray and let's invite God to do whatever he wants to do over the next few minutes. God, we are so grateful to be here. God, we do not want to take for granted the fact that we can gather together, whether it's at home, online, or whether it's right here in this room. We get to gather together as a church. But God, we didn't gather together to hear from a man. We came to hear from you. And so God, right now, we open up our entire lives to you, our mind, our our hearts, everything. And God, we give you permission to speak into any area of our life. Help us understand the fruit of the Holy Spirit today. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Well, let me start by asking you this question. How many of you, just by show of hands, have ever had an area of your life that you wanted to change, but you couldn't? How many of you just ever... Have you ever had something in your life that you desperately, deep down, I wanted to change, but no matter how hard you tried, no matter what you tried, you just kept, like you couldn't change 
that area. You just kept falling back into the same unhealthy, destructive cycle or the sins or the habits or the addictions. It's like, it's like, have you ever felt like there's areas of your life where every single time you take one step forward, it's like you take two steps immediately back and you're even worse than when you were before. I know that I'm going straight in there today. A lot of times it's kind of funny, but like I think it's so important to understand that we have all experienced times like that. That I've had moments where, and the reason why I can speak so passionately about this, because there's been so many times in my life where that's been my story, where there's been something that I desperately wanted to change, but I just couldn't so I can relate. And I want you to hear this. One of the greatest benefits of the Holy Spirit is that He has the power to change what we can't change on our own. That He can produce the life in us that we have always wanted. Like the life that you really want, I'm telling you the Holy Spirit has the power to make it happen. Let me show you this in Galatians chapter 5. I love this. This is Galatians chapter 5. It starts in verse 16. So, I say... Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. By the way, let me pause right there and say that's why we have to have a relationship with him. Because how many of you know you will never let somebody guide your life that you don't have a relationship with? And so it's so important. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. Verse 19. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results, the fruit, the proof are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like this. In other words, it's not a comprehensive list. It's other things like this. Let me tell you again, as I have before, That anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. By the way, let me pause right here and say that statement right there has been taken out of context a lot. Because that doesn't mean that you're not going to heaven. By the way, that's not determined by your behavior. That is determined by your belief. This means that you're not going to experience the kingdom of God here on earth in your everyday life. So let me get that clear, okay? Verse 22, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit, this kind of proof, this kind of evidence. This this is the result of that. Here's the fruit in our lives. Love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Verse 24, those who belong to Christ Jesus, if you're a follower of Jesus, You've nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified him there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading 
in every part of our lives. Now, these verses, they, they really compare the results, the fruit of both the sinful nature and the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And let's put up a side-by-side list, okay, from those verses that we just read. Here's what that, here's what that scripture says. So here's the side-by-side, here's the fruit of our sinful nature, and then here's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Now, be honest, here in church, you're in church, okay? I, I do believe church should be the safest place to be honest about anything, okay? So even in the chat, even in the chat, be honest here, okay? Just raise an emoji hand, okay? Be honest, have you ever struggled with any of the things on this side of the list, on on the, the sinful nature? Just raise your hand, raise it up high. Come on, y'all do the T-Rex arms on this one. Come on, put them up high. Let's see how many, raise two hands if you've struggled with two of those things. Come on, doesn't this make you feel so much better? <laughs> Seriously, look around, look around, just see all that. Doesn't, that. doesn't it make you feel so much better that you're not surrounded today by perfect people? By the way, welcome to Queen City Church, where we are not a country club for perfect people that have it all together. We are a hospital for the sick, the hurting, and the broken. And so I want you to know that if your hand was just raised, or whether right there online you were like, man, I'm kind of checking out this church, or maybe I can't come to the building right now, and like there's stuff on that left side of the list that is, that is me, if that's you, I just want you to know that if you are here, like these signs say, welcome home, you belong here. Come on, can I get a good amen, church, just doing that. Now, here's another question. Okay, looking at this, looking at this list, seeing the two, here's the fruit of one, here's the fruit of the other. You know, just kind of internally think about this. Which one do you want your life to look like? If you were to say, the fruit that I want in my life, which one would it be? Would it be the, the fruit of the sinful nature, or would you rather your life look like the right side, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Now, here's the deal. My analytical, argumentative, uh, skeptical brain looks at this list on the right, the list of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, and I think this, let's just be honest, I've thought this before, but can't I have all that stuff in my life without God? Can't I have all that stuff in my life without the Holy Spirit? Because I know some amazing people that don't know God, who don't follow Jesus, who don't have the Holy Spirit in their life, who love people, who at times can be patient, who have some self-control if they try really hard. You know, so can't you have, so why do I need the Holy Spirit? See, for me, it is the difference between this bowl of fruit and this bowl of fruit. See, they may look similar but they're they are different. So they're, they would both be labeled fruit. Okay. But this one is decorative fruit. This is the one that your grandma puts out on the table and it looks good and you're like, don't touch that, don't eat that, that'll actually kill you if you have this. This is decorative fruit. This one is real fruit. See, this one is made to be put on display. And this one is meant to be eaten. See, this one is meant to be external. 
It's what you can see. But this one is meant to be internal. It goes inside. See, this one, while it looks good, it doesn't satisfy and it doesn't nourish me. See, but this one, man, I'm telling you, some of you are hungry right now. You haven't had any breakfast. I'm telling you, this one, it satisfies and it nourishes. You See, this one is dead, but this one is alive. Not only is it alive, it has the seeds that have the ability to produce even more fruit. So here's what I want you to understand. This is what it looks like when I have the fruit of Brian. When I have the amount of love that I can come up with. When my kids are going crazy, this is the amount of patience that I have when it's just me. This is the amount of self-control when I'm in my cycles and I try really hard. But this is what it looks like when I have the fruit of the Holy Spirit. See, it's different. And so it's so important for us to understand that there is a difference. They may look similar, but this one is fruit. So only the Holy Spirit can give you that type of real, lasting fruit that can change you. So my question today is how? How does the Holy Spirit do that? How does the Holy Spirit change us? Let me give you three ways that I think the Holy Spirit changes us. Here's number one, is internally. It's internally. In other words, the Holy Spirit, he changes us from the inside out. See, most religions, they teach that the change comes from the outside in. So first, you got to clean up your life on the outside, which will then lead to change on the inside. But the Bible tells us that's not how the Holy Spirit rolls. He doesn't roll that way. See, he changes us from the inside out, not the outside in. Let me put it this way. The Holy Spirit changes our desiring, not our doing. So that's what the Holy Spirit does. He changes our desiring, not our doing. In other words, he doesn't change what we do. He changes what we desire because he knows if he can change what we desire, it will always change what we do. Listen to what Galatians 5, listen to what it says. See if you can find this here in this text. He says in verse 16, so I say, this is the Apostle Paul writing, he says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. A sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit, listen, gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. This text says that there's this constant internal tug of war. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. I don't know, it's kind of like where they get the cartoons where there's an angel on one side and the devil on the other. And it's like you hear these two, it's like this internal tug of war. I, I wanna do this, but then I know I need to do this. God wants me to do this, but there's times where I wanna do this. And listen to what Paul, the guy who wrote Galatians chapter 5, listen to what he says in Romans chapter 7. He says about this internal tug of war, I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't, I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing it. It is the sin, that nature 
living in me that does it. I've discovered this principle in life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. Come on, anybody ever felt that? I'm so thankful this is in the Bible. I'm like, yes, thank you. I'm not crazy. That's what I experience sometimes. He says, I don't, I don't like this, the, where, where was I? I don't even know. What, what verse? 22? Let's, do, let's go 22. I don't know where I'm at. I'm going to go 22. Uh, I love God's law with all my heart. See, like, I don't do what is right, but I love God. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. I'm telling you, today, this message is dedicated to people who are there. You've been on my heart so much this week. Like, I'm there. That's what I feel. It says, who will free me? I just want to experience freedom from this life that is dominated by sin and death. By the way, he answers this in the next verse, in verse 25. He says, thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. But when you read that text, like, don't you hear that constant internal tug of war? And just, how many of you can relate? I know I can. I can relate to that internal tug of war. And so the, the, the reality is you cannot win that tug of war by your own strength. You can't win it by trying harder because the truth is you cannot change yourself. That type of change can only happen when you give your life to Jesus, because when you give your life to Jesus, you receive the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has the power to bring true and lasting internal change. Listen to what Romans 8 verse 11 says. says the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. Meaning the same power that conquered the grave lives in us and can change us from the inside out by changing our desires. The Holy Spirit changes us internally. And then number two, the Holy Spirit changes us gradually. Changes us gradually. We actually talked about this a few weeks ago. If you want to go back and listen to the very last week of our detox series we talked about from cover to cover, from Genesis to Revelation, the Bible often uses agricultural language to describe change and to describe growth. And that's why Paul uses this language, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Because it points to the fact that real, lasting change, it just takes time. It's a gradual process that you can't rush, you can't expedite, you can't microwave, there are no shortcuts. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, listen to what it says. It says, for the Lord is the Spirit. And wherever the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of the Lord is, guess what? There is freedom. Cool. So how in the world does that happen? Does it happen instantly? Does it happen right away? Is there a process to this? Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, I'm telling you, there should be freedom. So does it happen like right away? Well, the very next verse in verse 18 says, as the spirit of the Lord works within us, we become more and more like him. It's gradual. It's more and more. Stick with it. Don't quit. 
it gets better more and more. I know it's a struggle right now. Stick with it more and more. He'll continue to change you gradually. Here's the principle. Write this down. Real change doesn't happen overnight. Real change happens over time. So real change, the lasting change, doesn't happen overnight. It happens over time. And it's so important for us to get this today before the Bengals go out and beat the Titans. I'm telling you, before we go eat lunch, we have got to understand this because if not, you'll get frustrated. If not, you will get so frustrated in this whole thing following Jesus because you can give your life to Jesus and then you think instantly everything should should change. Instantly, I should not struggle with that. Instantly, the things that tempted me won't tempt me anymore. And we have these unrealistic expectations. And so when change takes longer than what you expect, you'll become resentful towards God. And so I'm telling you, real change doesn't happen overnight. It happens over time. So the Holy Spirit, he changes us internally, internally, gradually. And then number three, willingly. The Holy, this is so important, the Holy Spirit will change us willingly. In other words, the Holy Spirit will not force you to do anything. He won't. He's a gentleman. He will lead you, but he will always give you a choice. So he will lead you. He's a gentleman. But he'll also always give you a choice. Verse 25 In Galatians chapter 5, it says, since we are living by the Spirit, here's the two words that I I underline, let us, since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. And I underline that, those two words, let us, because it implies a choice. It means that you, you let him lead and you make the choice, the decision to follow him. So when you follow Jesus and you receive the Holy Spirit, I don't know if you've experienced this, but there will be moments when the Holy Spirit will lead you to do something or not to do something. A lot of times we don't even realize that that's the Holy Spirit. Maybe when we're very early in our kind of following Jesus thing, it's like we don't realize that's the Holy Spirit. But a lot of times we'll be led to do things or to not do things. There'll be something on the inside. Maybe it's this random thought that you have, that you know, like, that's not me. Like, have you ever had that where, like, you had a thought and you're like, I I know that that's not me, or maybe there'll be, like, this gut feeling, like, that's just gut feeling, I need to do this, or I don't need to do that, or, you know, there'll be, like, this this tug on your conscience, or maybe if if you grew up in church, you've heard this term, like, there's a check in your spirit, could just, just get a little check, just get a little check right here, a little check, a little check in your spirit, and that'll happen. But there'll be something that will say, don't send that text. (laughs) Don't reply to that email. Don't do it. Don't do it right now. Do not, I know you typed it out. Don't hit send. There'll be something that at times will be like, you shouldn't go there tonight. You shouldn't. I know that the invite was there. I know that that special someone's going to be there, but you do not need to go tonight. There'll be something that'll be like, you shouldn't look at that on your computer. But it'll also tell you to do things. So like the Holy Spirit, there'll be something that'll be like, you need to go talk to that person. You need to go encourage that. You need to go be generous 
to that person. See, that's the Holy Spirit that is leading you. But he will always give you a choice. But let me tell you why that choice is worth it. Because sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's very uncomfortable. Sometimes it will stretch you more than maybe you've ever been stretched to do that or to say that or to encourage somebody that maybe you don't know. There'll be some moments that will really be challenging whenever, but let me tell you why it is so worth it. Because it will produce real lasting fruit in your life like love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness, faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. It will produce those things in your life. One chapter over in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 and 8, it says this, don't be misled. Remember that you can't ignore God and get away with it. A man will always reap just the kind of crop he sows. If he sows to please his own wrong desires, that's the sinful nature, he will be planting seeds of evil and will surely reap a harvest of spiritual decay and death. But if he plants the good things of the Spirit, if you're led by the Spirit, if you do the things he's leading you to do if you don't do the things that he's leading you not to do it says he will reap the everlasting life that the holy spirit gives him you will live the life that you always wanted that looks like that column on the right and maybe you're here today and and you say you know what I have the desire to change when you think about that very first question you raise your hand yeah like I've experienced that and you have the desire to change But you also know, I don't have the power to change. I desire change, but I don't have the power to change. And you're right, you don't. But here is the good news today. I love this scripture. This one jumped off the page. Philippians chapter two, verse 13. For God is working in you. That's the Holy Spirit giving you the desire. We talked about that. He changes our desires. And the power to do what pleases him. See, the Holy Spirit not only gives us the desire to change, he gives us the power to change. Come on, that's some good news. See, the Holy Spirit, he changes us internally, gradually, and willingly. And I'm telling you, this is true. The Holy Spirit has the power to change you. You don't have to stay where you are right now. I know this because I've lived this. See, since I made the decision to follow Jesus and receive the Holy Spirit over 21 years ago, June 25th, 1999, the Holy Spirit has completely changed my life, completely. See, when I got saved on that day, I was a prideful guy who was owned by sexual sin and lust and out of control anger. So here's the deal, I was that way before I gave my life to Jesus. But here's what you gotta understand. June 25th, 1999, I made that decision. I was that way before. I was that way when I woke up that day. And on June 26th, 1999, the next day, I was still that way. Except now I felt really guilty. Well, how many of you have experienced that? Like, man, I started following Jesus. Now I feel guilty all the time. 
See, I was saved, but I wasn't free. But as I developed more of a friendship and a relationship with the Holy Spirit, when I began to invite him into every single area of my life and give him permission every day, give him permission every single day to do whatever he wanted to do, the Holy Spirit over time has completely changed my life. I am not the same person. Not only has my behavior changed, my desires have changed. And it wasn't overnight. Please hear that. It was not overnight. It happened over time. And listen, I'm still not where I want to be, but thank God I'm not where I was. Listen, you may not be where you want to be right now. Right now, there may be areas that you wanted to change. When I asked that question at the beginning, it wasn't like, oh, back in the day, there was an area in my life I wanted to change, but I couldn't. It's right now. And maybe there's an area in your life that's like, I want that so bad to change. You're watching online right now and you're like, I want this cycle to stop. Maybe it's sexual sin. Maybe it's lust. Maybe it's pornography. Maybe it's bitterness. Maybe it's out of control anger. Maybe it's lying or laziness. Maybe it's racism. Maybe it's addiction. Maybe it's out of control partying. Maybe it's low self-esteem. Maybe it's insecurity or pride or greed. Whatever it is. Is you know what needs to change you just don't know how to change you know what needs to change I wanted to change you just don't know how to change and so some of you and I've just been praying for you so much you feel so defeated and beat down right now you come to church you give God your best but right now you feel so defeated you feel so beat down like there's nothing that you can do Or maybe you're here and you're so tired and you're exhausted from trying so hard to change and you're so sick of the cycles of trying so hard and then just keep going through the same things over and over and over again and you're about to give up. And this morning, God put this verse on my heart for you. It was not in my notes until about nine o'clock. And I, I, I think it's on the screen. It may not be because it was that late. Galatians 6, 9, if that's you, listen to this. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. Don't get tired of inviting the Holy Spirit each and every day. Do whatever you want to do. Change me from the inside out. Change my desires, not just my doing. Change my desires at just the right time. We will reap a harvest of blessing. Let me put it this way. You will reap this. You will reap real, lasting fruit that comes from the Holy Spirit. And here's the key. If we do not give up. I'm telling you, through the Holy Spirit, you can change. Every single day, welcome the person of the Holy Spirit into your life. Give him permission to do what he ever wants to do. Ask for his power. Ask him not just to change your behavior, but your desires. And if you make a mistake, that's okay. Don't quit. Don't give up. Just keep going. If you don't quit, you win. It's not about perfection. It's about direction. God's got more grace than you think. God's got more forgiveness than you think. Listen, God's got more patience than you think. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit has more power than what you think. He can change you from the inside out to where your life looks like the fruit 
of the Holy Spirit, where you're every day going to work, hanging out with your family, in your marriage, with your friends, on the weekend, your life can look like that right side of the screen, where it looks like love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. And just right there, before we leave, just ask the Holy Spirit right here, right now, what are you saying to me? What are you speaking to me? Ask him. Ask him, what are you saying to me today? Ask him, what does my response need to be? How can Monday look different because of what you're saying to me today on Sunday? Ask him. Ask him for a next step. I think this is so important right now. If you're online, ask him. Ask him. Maybe you find yourself at church today and you find yourself far from God and you need a fresh start. Maybe you find yourself in one of those constant cycles, never seeing real change. Listen, being changed by the person of the Holy Spirit and experiencing the fruit of the Holy Spirit starts with saying yes to Jesus. So before you can change all those things in your life, you need to have a relationship with the one who actually has the power to change those things. So we wanna give you that opportunity today, whether it's for the first time or you want to make that decision all over again. And we're not gonna point you out. We're not gonna ask you to come forward. We're not gonna embarrass you in any way. That today, if you wanna make that decision, I want to say yes to Jesus. I need to start or restart a relationship with the one who has the power to change my life. Whether you're in this room or whether you're watching online, if you're watching online, a box is gonna pop up and we're gonna ask you on the count of three just to raise your hand. And there online, you can just check that box and say, today I'm raising my hand to receive Jesus. But if you're here in this room and you know right now, nobody looking around, this is just you and God. This is your decision today. You know that I need to start a relationship with the one who has the power to change my life. If that's you on the count of three, boldly put your hand up in the air and just say, as a step of faith, God, this is my decision today. One, two, three. If that's you, just raise it up and say, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. Anyway, yeah, I got you, I got you. It's awesome, it's awesome, it's awesome. Pray this, pray this right here, right where you're at. Just pray this inside your heart. Just say, Jesus, I love you and I need you. I'm sorry if I've lived my life without you. Holy Spirit, will you come live inside me right now? Come live inside me. Change me. Do what I can't do and make me brand new. I surrender my whole life to you. And today I choose to follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Come on, church. Can we clap our hands? Come on, let's clap our hands and really celebrate with those that just made that decision. We are so proud of you. Come on. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message has changed your perspective on God or life, feel free to email your story to info at queencitypeople.com. We'd love to celebrate the change happening in your life. We'd also love to pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, big or small, head over to queencitypeople.com slash prayer and fill out the form with as much detail as you'd like. For more information about Queen City Church's service times, location, or events, visit queencitypeople.com or follow us on social media platforms at Queen City People.